I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Together, an academic pop culture symposium. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. We're the pop culture professors, smart people talking dumb topics. That lady that was just speaking is Caitlin Vitzigay. Facts. And that <laughs> is Lauren Brickman. Shockingly, we are college professors who sometimes uh, people give us degrees too. It's weird. I don't know how it happened. It's very strange. It's, it's very so strange. And we're here to talk about standing. What mm. is standing, Lauren? Standing is being an obsessive fan of something. Maybe it's a, sh- a couple on a TV show you love. Maybe it's a TV show. Maybe it's, I don't know, a pair of really good leggings that you got from Fabletics. Thanks, Kate Hudson. Uh, but today... Absolutely. Thank you, Kate Hudson. <laughs> 
in all things every day. Uh, but today we're going to do a deep dive into something that we are literally standing 24 7, 365. You know, we talk about it no matter what the season or the occasion. Today we're diving in on Grey's Anatomy, specifically season 17. Yes, we're starting a new series called Grey's Anatomy Wellness Check. And that is where we check in with some of the biggest stands on how the show is currently, um, Improving their life or tormenting them. <laughs> because to be a Grey's Anatomy stan means to be in constant emotional peril. <laughs> and today we have collected three of the greatest Grey's Anatomy academics in the world. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I, we got to get this going. Please yeah. welcome to the show Maritza Montañez, Pat Regan, and Christina Chin. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Uh, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Now, typically on this show, we like to ask our guests about their credentials for the topic. But today, we want to ask you about your Grey's Anatomy journey. When did you become a stan? Have you always been a stan? Have you left and come home? <laughs> uh, we'd love to just hear from you about your Grey's journey. Maritza, what's been your Grey's journey? Yeah, so I um started watching Grey's Anatomy when it was in its third season wow, wow. I don't remember what year that was but I was in high school like 1991 <laughs> 1991 <laughs> actually <laughs> um and it was like kind of just an excuse <laughs> to get out of the house and go to my aunt's house mm. um, because she had ABC or whatever channel it was on mm-hmm. um and we did not <laughs> and so my sister and I my sister had just moved home from college and was like desperate for time out of the house and so we would go over there have hot chocolate have <gasps> oreos watch gray's anatomy and then wow. also just like loiter for an extra hour or so mm. wow and then in college i was like i guess i'm gonna keep watching this <laughs> and at some point i went back to seasons one and two which are great yeah um <laughs> but i really like started in season three and just i don't think i ever stopped yeah wow great wow what wow. a journey Christina, what's been your Grey's journey? Sure. Um, I also started watching in high school. Mm-hmm. It was my freshman year. I was about, ooh, was, I think it was 2011. So I'm very behind. Mm. Um, I started watching when Netflix just started doing streaming. Like they originally were only doing the DVDs. So mm. it was the time when binging was just becoming a new novelty. Mm-hmm. So it was the summer after my f- freshman year, I believe. And I watched it with my dad, seasons one through season seven, I think. We watched it in one summer. So we watched all of it together. And then I eventually caught up and started watching them weekly throughout high school, throughout college. I did leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I left, um, I want to say, after the plane crash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I hate Amelia. Everybody knows this. I'm sorry. Sorry, Amelia stands. Do not like her. She has one acting choice and, and it bothers me <laughs> so i left a lot i left when she would got like a big storyline because I, like, I can't and then i think i came home <laughs> and i did i did catch up on everything but mm. you know i kind of had it in the background like doing laundry because it like, sure. wasn't that interesting i think i came back like a couple of years ago <laughs> mm-hmm. no i came back during the pandemic actually because like i'm oh. gonna restart gray's anatomy and it started season one i was like okay i'm just gonna go where i left off and i like watched a couple of episodes couldn't figure out where i had stopped so I rewatched an entire season just so I like the one where Derek died, mm-hmm. R.I.P. Wow. Just so I wow. could be on the same page. Um, and then yeah, so every every week I 
join the group chat on Telegram. The joy I get comes from hating on most of the characters. (laughs) But also, I love Mare, and I will go to my grave supporting her no matter what she does. She can kill everybody, and I still would love her. She will. She will. And and finally, Pat, what, what has your journey been? Yeah, I relate to both of my fellow panelists <laughs> in that um, Grays also b- became part of my story during high school. And I remember <laughs> the first episode I you can't write this stuff. The first episode, the first episode I watch, I'm in junior year, it's the finals, I'm putting off studying, putting off studying. I'm like, what's this show everyone's talking about? I turn on season finale of season two, best episode of television ever. <laughs> I can't believe how good it is. I'm watching it with my mom because her, her friend told her it's good. And I just remember like, <laughs> I remember like Derek sliding off Meredith's like black underwear and yes. thinking like, this is the horniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like my life has changed forever. <laughs> and so then like senior year, um, I came back with a vengeance and I was like, I'm doing season three full fledged and I never turned back. And then in college, literally, because I w- didn't come out until I was 25 and and not to say anything about Christina Stab, but a lot of times a straight man doesn't watch Grey's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And <laughs> at, at, just kidding, just kidding. But I was insecure about it. So I would watch it under a blanket in college, my freshman year because my roommate already thought I was gay. I would go under a blanket while he was sleeping and I would watch Grey's and Brothers and Sisters. Calista <laughs> and Sally Field. And um, <laughs> I, in my world, Calista's mononymous. In other people's worlds, she's not. <laughs> like I never say Flockhart. But yeah. um. Anyways, I did. And then, like, I've been in it ever since. But, like, there have been seasons where I've, like, definitely fallen way behind and need mm-hmm. to catch up. And I had, I think I, like, really hit another stride with it once. Um, I remember, like, starting to like it a lot again during season 13. And as you yes. girls know, like, I love season 13, Jail Girl. And, <laughs> <laughs> That's is, famously your favorite character on the favorite show. character in Grace is season 13, um, Jail Girl. My second, my actual second favorite character in Grace is, is Aunt Opal, the, tra- the human trafficker. <laughs> Uh, why? I just, you know, that was when I was watching with my boyfriend and like my boyfriend, he just hates everything I watch. And so like, he was like, he was like, wait, what? Like he couldn't get over. It. And then like, and then he would watch her with me next week. And he'd be like, what is going on with Aunt Opal? Like in his mind, Aunt Opal was a huge part of the show. Cause that was like the first episode he'd watch. And I'd be like, they're gonna adjust it. They're gonna adjust Aunt Opal. Just keep watching. And then they never did because of COVID. And then when they came back and like, finally Aunt Opal's story was finished. I was like, incredible. <laughs> I feel like there's never been a romantic partnership where both people like Grace and Adam. It, it would never it would never work. <laughs> no, that, sh- that should be an app. Well, famously, <laughs> that's why the Grey's Anatomy Telegram group chat started was because my friend's husband, Toby, shout out to Toby. He loves Grey's Anatomy. And I got a text from his wife being like, Can you talk to him about this? Because I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't like it. I don't want to wow. like it. And so we had to create a home for him. I don't want to like it. Yeah, I Wait, don't want I'm to. I'm sorry. Toby's a man. Yeah. This changes everything for me. <laughs> he's a he's a father of two. He's a lawyer. Uh, he's a veteran, so he really connects with Owen. Oh, oh, oh I feel wow. so bad for shitting oh, wow. on Owen all the time now. Oh no, he shits on Owen too. <laughs> sorry, Toby. I, honestly, I think if I were a veteran, I would also shit on Owen. <laughs> totally. You you would have you would have earned it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Veteran, sure. you have to um stand. Teddy is Teddy is like the veteran's real true avatar, and Owen is like 
Well, no. she was until we started paying fast and loose with who Teddy is in the last totally. couple seasons. And we're Teddy like, no longer has an identity. She is not connected with like what we've come to know as Teddy in the past. <laughs> <laughs> no one has like ruined the reputation with fans more. Teddy was beloved. Yeah. Like when within like the Henry seasons, like Teddy oh, was Henry. untouchable. Yeah. But now <laughs> She's done so much wild stuff for no reason. She named her daughter after a secret lesbian relationship oh, she yeah. had. And the woman died on 9-11. I, I literally had to go back to the wiki fandom and be like, did I miss this? Like, did I forget that she had this secret lover? And they're like, no, they just literally made it up. So yeah. cool, cool, cool. I know. I, I do feel like... Um, I didn't want her to be a lesbian. And I say that as a gay person during Pride, I didn't want her to be a lesbian. <laughs> well, it just feels, it just feels. It's too. I think the term is bisexual, Pat. Um, That doesn't exist as fake. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. My same-sex sexual partner is bisexual. So I can say, what, so I can say whatever I want about Teddy. <laughs> well, I understand why you would not want her to be part of the LGBT community because it's too many plots. Like, Everyone needs to just choose some orientation at the top so that we cannot have every plot. In the Shandiverse, almost every female is uh, like a lesbian leaning bisexual. Mm -hmm. And like, and then we didn't get a gay for really two decades. You finally get a gay and I'm going to say it. It's not a very satisfying gay. I know. Are we talking about Nico right now? Nico and glasses. Glasses, I love. I love glasses. I started liking glasses a lot. But Nico is horrible. I just want to say... It's so frustrating that they introduced Link and Nico at the same time. Like the mm-hmm. hot, remember that scene they're walking down yes. and they're like, yes, and then yes. now Link has this bigger storyline and Nico's Way just bigger. like, like I know the actor is working on, sorry, sorry no. for cutting off. I'm just, I just Not have a lot all. of enthusiasm Absolutely. about Nico and um, he's getting like a lot of movies. He was on that other show, like mm-hmm. what, like the one on Netflix, what's her name? Debbie, Debbie, Debbie something. Okay. The Disney Channel girl. Oh, Debbie she Allen. Like, <laughs> no, it? not Debbie Allen. <laughs> no, wait. I, I, no, I know who you mean. I, I don't mean. <laughs> I know who you mean. And I sometimes anyway. I think of that girl in my head as her name being Debbie Allen. <laughs> anyway, he's booked and blessed. So maybe that's why he doesn't get that much of a story arc. But I'm still really salty that like he's the only Asian character on the show and gets like literally two scenes per five episodes. Well, and yeah. he's never a doctor. We never see him like with never. a patient. Like he never is like no. the lead doctor. His other than thing. that scenario, scenario with like the other Asian, like oh, yeah, other yeah, doctor yeah. where they're like, here is our take on racism. Yeah. Here you go. They love, right. giving, they, love, they love giving you a, a Grey's Anatomy five-minute take on racism. But yeah. what, what was I was going to say, I love... And also, like, his main thing that they utilize that character for is that <laughs> they literally must be sitting around and be like, okay, so now let's have Nico come in and be kind of a dick to glasses and then leave. And it's like, okay, like, did we do that? Like, he's toured glasses. He can't have a dresser in his apartment, like, 95 times. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, the other thing, when you're talking about... Um, when Christine was talking about Amelia, who I, I generally connect with as an addict, she's my kind of, like, connection. Mm-hmm. And... Um, but this episode that I can't stop talking about was actually the perfect episode to be in the middle of for this for this recording because it's it's Grey's Anatomy at its worst slash best. It's also so Meredith is awake. Um, <laughs> Meredith is awake. Avery is leaving. Um, a woman's grandfather is dying, and she's going into labor. And um, and and Amelia is like home making like for some reason Amelia's storyline is like being like a mom of twelve this season mm-hmm. and it's not clear where these kids are coming from and she's like making all these like sandwiches and Link is like oh, oh, it's up 
And then she's like, oh my God, this amazing, this place is a dump. I got to <laughs> clean up. And it's like, that's her storyline this episode. I'm like, this is crazy. Like, this is so crazy. Now, for any listeners who are not current on season 17, Meredith Gray spent almost the entire <laughs> season 17 season in a COVID-induced coma. Number one in the call sheet was in <laughs> a coma for an entire season. Right. To, to orient people on season 17, it did abruptly take place in the year 2020, where we've really never known what year it is in the Graves verse ever. <laughs> no. And all of a sudden, it is definitely 2020. It's definitely COVID. They even tell us what month. Yeah. Yes. Which, and, and they've played fast and loose. Keep in mind, the first three seasons happened over like the course of four months. Then <laughs> there was that one season that took out like four years because like Meredith, it was on where Mer- Meredith got beaten up by a patient. And oh, so yeah. she was in a coma and they just did one episode that was like 18, like it was like Christmas, spring, yes. summer, Christmas yes. again. Spring, yeah. and, like, yes. Meredith still passed out. So time has always been a, a a, a movable <laughs> premise in Grace until now. And now it's 2020. And time is a social Ma- construct. Meredith <laughs> Gray is in a coma. Now, when she's in the coma, she is often on a beach visiting with characters who have passed away, uh, including her husband, Derek Shepard, her sister, Lexi Gray, Sloan. Just <laughs> <laughs> her husband's uh, hot friend. George, <laughs> who she slept with once and hated it. Um, hated it so much that she cried, yeah. lest we forget. And, and eventually, DeLuca. But, and also, people who weren't dead have at times been on the beach. Yeah, like, yes, like Bailey. Bailey. Right, yes. Bailey and Weber were on the beach. <laughs> the rules of the beach are not clear. Mm-hmm. Yes, because when we see DeLuca on the beach, that is when we know he is dead. But when we see Bailey and Weber on the beach, it's meaningless. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost offensive of Grays, almost offensive of Grays to like, if I had COVID or if I had a loved one with COVID, I would be like, stop saying they're on a beach for like nine months. You know what I mean? Like, don't posit (laughs) that. You know what I mean? I, so is there anyone logged in right now that was like, I enjoyed the beach? Did anyone enjoy the beach? It was nice. It was pretty. Like, I think it was nice for Meredith to, like, get to relax finally. And, like, I know she wanted to, like, leave the beach or go see Derek. But I loved seeing everybody come back. Like, I love that Derek came back. I love that Slexi came back. I wish that Christina Yang came back. But Sandra Oh is like, no, bitch, I'm done. Which, for her, she's booked and blessed as well. mm -hmm. Someone told me that she was on, like, IMDb for this season with all the other people coming back. And I was, like, so excited. And so it's a bummer. I, I someone just did that for fun. Like someone just like went in and changed it. Yeah. Yeah. She has to come back one time. No, she was a firm no. Yeah. <sighs> she was like, no. Yeah. Get it. I'm, I'm my like finished my journey with that character. She literally yeah. was on the show for 10 years and it doesn't feel <laughs> like that much. <laughs> I know. That's why Grace Knight came back and I'm surprised he came back after all the shit he had to deal with. Yeah. So. Well, and also all the shit he stirred up, but I think they're... Oh. Yeah. Wait, what did Tyranites do it? I thought... Yeah, do tell. Here's the tea, as I've always heard it. Um, Obviously, there was the issues with Isaiah Washington and the derogatory language, but, you know, the show and the network sort of stood behind TR and they let Isaiah go, just be like, we're in solidarity. But allegedly, that next season, um, or shortly thereafter, um, he started 
feeling frustrated with storyline for George. And their rumor has always been he started going off script. Oh. That he would improvise at times, allegedly. And this is not a show where that is the, that is not the culture <laughs> of Grey's. No. Um, but allegedly, there were times when he would, he would um, improvise. Now, I don't know if that's true or false, but I know in his final season, things had gotten so tense between them all that I, I forget the exact numbers, but let's say his final season, if Christina was on screen for like a total of like 57 minutes for the whole season, he had something like eight minutes for the whole season or something, <laughs> something like crazy. He had very little, so much so that the episode in which he gets hit by a bus, um, you don't notice he's missing for a while. <laughs> like, yeah. like it was just like, oh, he's so joining true. the army. Wow. That is one of the worst episodes of Grey's when they, they don't know it's him. Yeah. And then they like he does the 007 thing on Meredith's hand and then like there's like a birthmark thing that like that felt improvised honestly. Like it felt <laughs> like they didn't have plot. So Bailey was just like, "Oh, I remember he has a birthmark. I'll check." Oh, it's him. It's just yeah. like it's so <laughs> weird. Yeah, yeah. Wait, Lauren, yes. I was under the impression that the reason he was improvising and stuff is because he wanted to then work um, hit George being gay into the storyline, and the producers were like, "No." So I feel like maybe that's why his fresh. He was like, "Okay, well, fuck y'all. I'm gonna do whatever I want." Yeah, there are mixed reviews about what was happening. Um, but I do think I've heard rumors that part of the reason they were hesitant to take George that direction was because they kind of knew they wanted to go that way with Callie. And so, but he was mad that yeah. she was getting the storyline and st- that, that, yeah. that, that he, the rumor was, is that um, they were like, we, we don't feel like we can go there with George right now because we want to go there with Callie. It's two, two gays right. is just too much. Yeah, it's just say, too much. There can't be two people who are gay in one relationship. It's not possible. Well, <laughs> not. I think in reality, had this been a few seasons <laughs> later, they would have all been like, that's perfect. Yes. This marriage breaks up because they're both gay. We love it. But at the time, they were like, two people in a relationship realizing they're gay? Couldn't possibly. Yeah. But I don't know. I, this is why we need the oral history, though, because yeah. it, there is there are so many versions of all of these narratives. What is the truth? I need someone brave to step forward and really, uh, much like the as-if oral history of Clueless, I need an oral history of Grey's Anatomy, specifically yeah. those early seasons. It is hard because you hear so much stuff. Like, I have this, like... um kind of looming mm-hmm. uh, fear or anxiety that like, so basically like I've, I've heard in a bunch of interviews from like all these people being like the first 10 seasons, it was a toxic environment yeah. on mm-hmm. set. And then after season 10, it got amazing. And I'm just like, like, I know Christina left season 10. And I can't, I'm just like, are they saying it's not just bad to work with? Like, is that what's going on? I here? heard it was more Derek. That it's actually oh yeah I'm sure that he was a bigger part of the problem, but I also don't think it's like peaches and cream now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, because Derek did the thing, or Derek Patrick Dempsey yeah. did the thing of also like just not telling Meredith or Meredith. They are their Ellen Pompeo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, how much he was paid, right? <gasps> yeah, like, oh, she wanted really? to know so that they could like work together. Yeah, she wanted to do the friends tactic where it's like let's bargain together, and he refused. So that's why she didn't get the deal of a lifetime until he left. Wow. 
Yeah, and then not she- a feminist, <laughs> no. not a beautiful day to save lives. So <laughs> the fact that any of these people came back to the show is, I can't believe it. Is, it is weird that they just openly, like she openly talks about how she's yeah. like not, she's still not sure about Krista Vernoff. Yeah. I love that. Like, it's just so weird to be like, yeah, I don't know. Oh, she's my coworker. I'm with her 24-7. But what do you guys think? Bad? (laughs) (laughs) Well, what's I going to say? Also, you know, just on the Patrick Dempsey, uh, in Mm -hmm. the Patrick Dempsey of it all, Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. do think him coming back this season, he's like, he has the vibe to me of like, an older Hollywood straight man who like is too into juice cleanses. And he's like, (laughs) and it's like, are you unwell? Like, he's lost too much weight. And it looks unwell. It's a yeah. bit small. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. does. He looks gaunt. Um, so h- how did you guys feel about DeLuca's death? Oh, my God. I feel like uh, they can't keep killing people. Like, how many people marry this? <laughs> That's, like, a record. I feel like he should have just, like, moved back to Italy or something like that. Yeah. Also, like, Meredith keeps adding people to who were in the original, like, Again, with this Avery thing, she was like, wow, so I'm the last one. Like, every time someone leaves Meredith, it's like, I'm the last one left now. You've been been the last last one left for a decade now, Meredith. (laughs) But um, I liked the DeLuca death only because, and I'm someone who's always liked DeLuca. I've always been very attracted to DeLuca. But um, I, it was for, as someone waiting for eight months for a satisfying conclusion to the Aunt Opal storyline, it (laughs) it really paid off that she really had an impact on course of the show Mm, mm. yeah i think for me delica's death i was like uh not eager for him to die (laughs) but i was like oh okay this works for me it also felt a little bit like um like the sort of ending we might have gotten for karev's departure yeah um like a hero's ending sort of Mm -hmm. and with karev obviously we got like a very (laughs) unsatisfying to say the least uh departure Mm -hmm. um so for me, I was like, oh, I just don't, I don't have that much invested in DeLuca for this death. I, I feel like it had been a minute since they killed off a major, major character. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't mind that. Mm. I was like, okay, it's been a while. We're <laughs> yeah. doing It's been a while. I will now, say it's, yeah. it's probably like before season 10. Like they can still get me whenever it's like, like they still, even with this Avery episode, it's like. If they show a flashback of like Avery in Orange Scrubs, I will tear up. Like yeah. I'll be like, mm-hmm. where it was Deluca, I'll never like. No. They could show me mm. his early days. I'm like, whatever. Like, who is this girl? Yeah, you know? I was surprised that he was on for five years. I was like, really? He was here for that long? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say for anyone listening who is like, the fuck is Deluca? Yeah, uh, Deluca joined <laughs> in season eleven, and he was. He's had a really big journey. At times, he was dating Maggie, which was Meredith's sister. Oh At times, um, he also had a weird friendship with Joe, uh, causing Kareb to beat him up and almost go to jail. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. I totally <laughs> forgot that that happened. They're protracted. Yeah. If there's a lawyer in the episode, it's a terrible episode. Like, yeah. anything with legal <laughs> stuff is a nightmare. Well, and show. then he was in a very um, bizarre, heated, uh, toxic relationship with a felt with an intern who was that girl from So You Think You Can Dance, who in the Grey's verse was deported, but really she left the show because she booked Roswell. Oh, oh yes. I didn't know she I was liked on. I liked her. I didn't know she was on So You Think You Can Dance. Yeah. yeah. She was a big So You Think You Can Dance star. Wow. And she was on um, 
the Dolly Parton Christmas movie. Directed by Debbie <laughs> Allen. Um, yes. Uh, so Debbie <laughs> Allen kept her in mind. They yeah. really didn't utilize um, her dancing. No. No, they really no. didn't. DeLuca has a checkered uh, past. And I spent most of his five seasons violently hating him hoping he would die and then just as they've made me start to like him they're like now we're gonna kill him and i was like yeah the fuck we do all that for <laughs> yeah oh my god i'm remembering that episode where like those two men came into bailey's office and they're like we are ice agents and we will be deporting oh one of god. your interns today and don't and you dare like, try to hide them because we're going to be going through with your hospital looking for him. And then she diagnoses him with like a heart condition. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. She <laughs> diagnosed her own ice agent. It was <laughs> so wild. <sighs> the politics of that episode are actually horrible because it's like, look, this person does deserve to be in the United States because they can diagnose people. It's like, <laughs> that's not, how, that's, that's not that's it. Not actually good. But <sighs> anytime, anytime they do a social issue, I like the one time I heard the letters GSW and I knew it was going to be a gun episode. I was like, I, I might have to turn this off forever. Yeah. And it's where Kepner learns about racism. <laughs> yes. Oh gosh. Can I say Kepner is, wildly and despite everything one of my favorite characters Absolutely. Amen. Um, Amen. and the, the, the whole crew is here. her being like oh my god they shot a, a little boy <laughs> I was like Kepner come <laughs> on <laughs> I, kept, no, I know you found your boards but even you can't be that oh my god um, um, but wait. the Kepner crew is here we are Kepner crew I'm sorry I'm not on the Kepner boat Oh, that's that's okay. common. I'm that's sorry. common. I think that's even healthier. That's even healthier. I think it's just mm -hmm. like I think it's the I think it's the God thing for me. Mm. I I have a theory about why some people love Kepner and some people hate her. I believe that there, you know how some people remember Berenstein Bears like spelled differently. Mm -hmm. This is what I think. I think there was a past where there was a different show about Mercy West in which Kepner was the lead. These two universes have smashed together. We don't really have a cognizant memory of Kepner's anatomy, <laughs> but it did exist. And some of us love that show and some of us hate it and reject. So sort of like Amelia in private practice. Right. So right. Christina is from this world where Grey's Anatomy has always been. Pat, Maritza, and I, we were part of the other universe. We just yeah. don't. Caitlin, I'm pretty sure that other universe was called Everwood. <laughs> Wait, was Kepner in Everwood? Yeah, she dated Chris Pratt. What? Wow. IRL? I didn't know that. No, but, on know, the show. I, oh. but, you know, I will say I'm I fully watched the entire first season of uh, Freeform's Cruel Summer because um, <laughs> Kepner was the, the mom in that. Yeah, Sarah Drew. I in in watching Private Practice um this year mm -hmm. <laughs> uh realized that Kepner is also in Private Practice. Mm -hmm. He is. Yes, yeah, she is she recurring. Plays, like, this pregnant this, someone who's like Mm, yeah, she's pregnant. She's going to give up her, her children for adoption. But she's not. But Kepner. then she's also like, mm, but what if I just let this couple pay my bills and then I just keep the baby? Yeah, she's a sociopath. Wow. And it's Kepner, brilliant. It's Kepner amazing. was someone who was part of a certain era of Grey's wherein a huge part of the landscape of Grey's was that someone was pregnant. And each time a main character had a baby, it had to be 
more horrific than the last. <laughs> so like at first it was like, oh no, I fell down. Like, let's see if we can still do it. And then by Kepner, it was, I'm on a kitchen island, grab like a steak knife and, just, and cut a baby out of me. That's how <laughs> and, she delivered. And Ben is there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that makes it horrible. <laughs> After his whole deal. Yeah. So, so Christina, for you though, it's because she's so into God that you were turned off. I mean, it's not that I don't like people who are into God. Mm-hmm. I think it's just that she used it as the way she it. used it. Excuse for so many things. Yeah. It is true. <laughs> like, it, I think that's my general issue with people who like to use religion as that's like as a scapegoat for like why they don't think gay people should get married, like mm. stuff like that. Because yeah. I do have friends who are super religious and who do believe in God, but they're like, that's not my God. My God thinks that all you just love who you want to love. So like, I have no problem. Like, I was raised Catholic. I have mm-hmm. no problem with people who like religion just want to put that out there yeah but like it is yeah i mean i get it there are people like her and she deserves to be represented so you know i think like it's good so people can maybe see themselves in her and be like hmm maybe what's wrong with me you can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Yeah. <laughs> I also just really quickly wanted to say the thing about these character exits that I find so hard for Grace is because they always announce that the actor is leaving before the episode. So you don't, whereas like Game of Thrones or whatever, like you don't know. So I feel like they should just have actors signed an NDA being like, you cannot say if you're going to leave or not until the season finishes, because then you're, we're left wondering, are they going to die? Are they going to leave? Or they get hit by like a bus. They like for people to know for numbers for like ratings. There oh, was, I will I say, that. there it was fun. Deluca was one of the first that in a while where it was surprised. That was the first time in a long time they an- didn't announce it ahead of time, and I was like, "That's fun. Yeah. Do it with Owen next. <laughs> Do it with Owen." <laughs> I'm sorry. Whenever Owen kisses anybody, he looks like he's like swallowing their face. It's 100%. too much. It's too and much. you know he directs all those episodes too, so he mm-hmm. he's very approving yeah. of all that. Yeah, he's <laughs> watching the monitor, going, "I'm crushing this." <laughs> Why can they direct episodes that they're in? That's the thing that I don't understand. 
Yeah. Well, it seems like uh, according to uh, DeLuca, there's the Debbie Allen directing school for actors who want to oh, yes. direct episodes. And there's a whole program they go through. And it's fascinating. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? There's, you know, it's funny. I think DeLuca's sister is an interesting character in that. Like, I love her. She's, I like her too. She, they have never known if she's in the show or not. Like the writers, <laughs> like she will disappear for years at a time. Like now she's gotten to the level where she's not main, but if she's going to be gone for a month, she has to tell you. She's like, I'm actually going to Italy for a month. Like looks the yeah. camera. It used to be like, we wouldn't see her for like two and a half years. And she's like, I was just grabbing a coffee. <laughs> and I was like, okay. No, she was on station 19. Oh, really? Well, I don't well, And on station 19, they also don't know what to do with her because they don't, she's not of that show. It's yeah. Truly, this is the only show where there would be two siblings and one has an Italian accent and one does not. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah. deal with it. Like, Figure oh, it out. Created. There was some, there was some reason given, but it was like, hmm. I think DeLuca <laughs> grew up in the States. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He went to like boarding school or something. It was like his mom left his dad. Yeah. His it was preposterous. Disorder. Um, and then his sister was like, hey, um, he should be okay, but my dad shouldn't be alone. So you go with him and I'll stay here, which is also uh... wild. <laughs> Lady DeLuca is always making wild, wild, wild choices. So yeah. are you, so is everyone here, um, do you guys do station also? Because I don't no. do station. No. 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 Only when required. For example, that one Opal episode where like you wouldn't know what's going on unless you watch. See, even then I'll kind of. I, I don't watch. Yeah, I, don't I'll watch. Go I just in. skipped through. I just skipped through and like go to the scenes where I see Ben. The only mm-hmm. time I've ever watched Station 19 is when I've been too lazy to get up and turn the TV off and it just plays. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like, honestly, the principle of the thing is offensive to me. Like yeah. you're trying to force us to watch this new show. You know what yeah. I mean? Like. Yeah. If the yes. show is good, then I'll want to watch it. But, like, notice how I don't want to watch it. That means it's, like, not good. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, also, for so- Ben Warren to change his career again, he's a crazy person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, I don't know if they really address this in Grey's, but within Station 19, he also sort of has career changes. Oh, my no! God. Um, no! Like, like, one little one. So, so here's the thing. I didn't used to watch Station 19. And then over uh, whenever Grey's came back, oh, like, the the Grey's mid season finale mm-hmm. this year mm-hmm. had that crossover with Station Nineteen, and I was like, oh, fine, I'm gonna watch this episode. And then <laughs> I was like, oh no, well now I'm worried about these firemen because the cops are arresting them. Oh yeah, oh. so I have to know. So then I went back and watched the whole thing, and then I watched the overlapping Grey's seasons, um, so that oh I could get God. the whole deal. Mm-hmm. Wow. So now I am Commitment. in Station Nineteen. And but yeah, do you he, feel safe being there, or how do you no. feel about? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no now i'm like god damn it now i've got two shows stringing me along in gray's anatomy and station 19 oh. and with station 19 it's similar in that like anyone can die at any point yeah <laughs> um also there isn't exactly a singular there is like kind of a singular character in andy herrera but um you, they've built out the other characters enough that like if they killed andy they'd still have a show you're right you're right well it's not called andy's 19 or exactly. it's station andy Andy's 19 actually sounds like an incredible show I actually would watch it if it was called that like, me that's too the that's I the think it's, a, it's the 19 they're, like, it feels almost <laughs> lost it's like they were meant yeah. to come together and say, and put out fires exactly <laughs> so are they always putting out fires or do they um, respond to other things here's the thing though I'm so curious because I know we have different opinions on Kepner but 
with the episode that you are currently watching, Pat, um, as we know that Avery is leaving, I think that Avery's exit is a door opening for a perfect spinoff, a spinoff we actually deserve, a spinoff we actually want. I want to see the foundation. I want to see Boston. I want to see Avery and Kepner finding their way back to each other. I want Kepner to grow into herself and the world. And not for nothing, I want to see Karasik being hot as fuck. Ew. Ew, ew, Sorry. ew. Wait, you want Karasik to go with them to Boston? Oh, is that he is. So Wait, I did that, but I don't, about... again, I don't care. I would have, yeah. I could have okay. already known. My brain deletes Grey's info as soon as yeah. it gets it. So I'm only, yeah. that's why I can only talk about this one Jackson episode because that's yeah. all that's currently. Yeah. But, um... Karasik <laughs> is, is, is moving to Boston to. He had this like big like white man like ally moment where he's like i want to be an ally was it because I, he literally says that yeah, he yeah. literally says, i mean I he's like be an ally i'll it, do anything i'll do admin work what did he say oh my god i, I don't, don't have to pay me to i don't know it was it was not good <laughs> the only reason that i'm mad that you told me that is because mm-hmm. now knowing that's coming it's gonna be really hard for me to continue to work through these episodes work this <laughs> i'm really really sorry i'm really sorry um, to do that too but I do want to see it. I want to see this show. I want to see sexy doctors in Boston. I what are they going to call it? Jackson fixes racism in Boston. <laughs> yeah. The foundation. Good yeah. luck finding racism in Boston. Probably the best. I, oh my god! Oh my god! I will say that line did make me laugh. I laugh. <laughs> I went to school in Boston, so like when she said that line, I was like. <laughs> nobody from my school watches they're gonna be so offended it was so <laughs> clear that ellen loved that yes, line like yes, that was not yes. meredith gray delivering yes, it ellen. that was ellen yeah she dropped meredith completely it is kind of fun <laughs> how the longer the show goes the less ellen pompeo feels like she needs to be to, in it yeah she's just <laughs> She's just literally showing up and like <laughs> you get what you get and that's she, what you get. Lexi wasn't Lexi was in Canada. They <gasps> didn't even film together. Mm-hmm. She just talked to a tennis ball. <laughs> that was her work that she got paid one million dollars for. <laughs> that's insanity. Why did they do that? Because uh she was in Canada to shoot filming Supergirl. Supergirl, and yeah, they the protocols. The COVID protocols wouldn't allow oh my her God. to leave Canada. I wish she was in it because that was such a weird guest. It really made me uncomfortable. It looked sick. The lighting was... I was so happy to find out what had happened because I was so concerned about everyone after that visual. Okay, Lexi brings up one of my biggest issues with modern greys, which is the term sisters and how it is applied (laughs) to Amelia, Maggie, and Meredith. This is absolutely insane. they spoiler. Okay. I'm surprised that Deluca's sister isn't now one of the sisters since she was dating. <laughs> why not? <laughs> yeah. Why? Why not? Doctor well, Helm. Amelia. Why not anybody? Amelia is the only one who's not blood related to any of them. Right? Correct. Yes. And I understand Amelia and Meredith's connection. I get that. But people calling Maggie and Amelia sisters. No. The fuck. Right. They're also acting like. Like, okay, so Meredith and Maggie are sisters. Yes. They're then acting like, Mer- even like Meredith and Amelia, like they're acting like, they're like, we. this relationship has never happened before. We're, yeah. it's, it's like, you're sister-in-law. Like, this is a thing that exists in the world. Yeah. You are sisters-in-law. That happens. That's mm-hmm. real. And like, yeah. you don't have and to And you can still up- love each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we're going to have to make up a new kind of family that 
accounts for this kind of relationship <laughs> we have. And it's like, no, you don't. <laughs> well, in the final episode, when Maggie and Winston are going to get married, when Maggie's father who raised her, not Dr. Weber, but her father who raised her gets up and says, this isn't right. Your sister isn't here. And he means uh, Amelia. I, 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 I have a new computer. I had to throw my computer out the window because like <laughs> for your father who raised you to refer to your half biological sister's sister-in-law as your sister <laughs> is just like not what it's just not true. Like that's just not it. Also for him to wait for them to be at the altar where oh. everything is set up, money is spent, dresses mm-hmm. are worn, makeup is done, hair is beautifully put up. Yeah. Also, I'm sorry, but it's like, just get married that day and then be like, and then we'll have a reception later. Yes. Like every other human People person. do that n- non-COVID times. Like yeah. it's fine. Again, it's to Pat's point. It's like you didn't invent weddings. Like no. <laughs> Almost every wedding I officiated, we did the paperwork at a different time. Like every, almost every ceremony I performed was a performance. <laughs> like, What do you guys think of Winston? I love him. There's, he has I a like secret. Him. He's too perfect. I would die I for him. I think he's too I, perfect and they don't realize it yet. Oh, okay. I thought so too, Christine. I thought we were going to get like a reveal that he had a girlfriend or even a wife. In, yep. But it didn't. I feel like they were going to do that and they just got too many things going. I agree. I think they I think they had a plan. And then with COVID and with Black Lives Matter, they wanted to take him in a different direction. And I think they couldn't give him a secret because they, they ended up doing the like driving cross country and being yeah. and scared. And I think after that, you know what I mean? Like they've, I think they've gone in a different direction with him than they started out with. I agree. Right. I mean, they also have fallen into this pattern with Maggie, I think, where they're not sure like what to do with her. Yes. So like they just keep giving her a boyfriend for two months and then like having it get fucked up and then like giving her a new boyfriend. You know what I mean? Like she yeah. just keeps having this series of boyfriends. Well, I realized, I think that now they're going to be, they're the new Karev and Joe. They want Winston and Maggie to be like the couple. Wow. wow. Okay. Well, you know, this brings us to some listener questions. Um, mm. oh. We had a, a great question from Irish in Paris on Instagram. How do you feel about Izzy and Alex reuniting? Oh, my God. It doesn't make any sense. Mm. Because Karev was like, when he finally got with Joe, like, everyone's on the show said it. Everyone was like, Karev is finally, like, himself. He mm. finally ha- seems like he has drive and like Mm -hmm. he knows what he wants in his career he's so great with joe and then all of a sudden like he just has feelings for izzy this whole time lest we forget izzy had sex with a ghost (laughs) (laughs) thank you for reminding us not to mention she very unethically took their embryos and didn't Mm -hmm. tell him yeah Uh, Yeah. that's a serious issue (laughs) i heard a fan theory Mm -hmm. that i love and am obsessed with and I can't imagine that the writers have had the imagination to think of this but I hope they too hear this fan theory and then make it happen because there is a fan theory that the reason that you don't see Alex and the reason he writes a letter is that he's actually sick and that he it actually left because he didn't want to be a burden to Joe and to everybody else. And that um, whether it's, um, you know, as he got older, his mental health started to deteriorate like his mother's or, or if it's something else. But the idea is that the only thing he could think of 
that would make Joe not look for him is if he said children because of how they were raised. So he's like, if I say it's because of kids, she won't come looking for me because she won't want to do it to the children. And anything else he said or did, she would, she, he was afraid of like ruining her life. And that that's going to end up being the reveal that at some point wow. in like season yes. that at some point we're going to find out that this whole time he was sick and struggling and yes. that and that because I know Justin Chambers and Ellen are such good friends like they're like this still and like I believe he left uh, still in good terms with some folks so there, there's a theory that like he, part of him leaving the way he left was I'll come back in the final season and have a dramatic death episode but doesn't um, doesn't he think that like doing that to Joe, like breaking her heart, is like worse than him dying? Because I feel like that's almost worse because it makes Joe feel like she wasn't enough. Well, also, so my only beef with that theory because I, I like it from the standpoint of um, I hate Izzy, yeah, but <laughs> I also feel bad because I'm like, well, he went through being a caretaker mm-hmm. for Izzy, um, and has to know like how much you want to be there for someone. But and so my only beef is that he would be like, I can't do that to Joe. Well, like, that's I, why I like yeah. the caveat that it's actually he has the same mental health issues that his mom did because uh, taking care of his mom was awful. And right. I think I was like, I would buy that, that he would not want to put Joe in the position that he had been in. Right. Mm-hmm. And I believe this theory, the person said what they think is going to happen. And this I have to say, I think is fire is Izzy comes back and they're like, where's Alex? And, he, oh. she, and she and she's like, I haven't seen him in ten years. What are you talking about? I love that. Yeah, that's that. great. She's like, I do have I'm... his kids, of course. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that part was true. But wait, so I have to come forward as liking um, Alex and Aziz. I do too. Yeah, like I mean, when it's the original five, mm-hmm. um, you always yeah. are going to want them to be together. Mm-hmm. I think so too. And so I, I don't love Magic. Joe. Like Joe is fine. I, I don't feel strongly about her. Yeah, they. For a long time, they were thinking we cared about her more than we did. They were yeah. like, they, they still like, under that yeah. belief. <laughs> yeah. If you think I'm losing sleep over Joe switching specialties, I'm, I have news <laughs> for you. I am not. <laughs> but um, I do think like I my brain has kind of conveniently deleted like the seasons where Izzy was really annoying. And mm. like I just when I think of Izzy, I think of the Elva Wire. I think of um, <laughs> yes, that I think good. of her stripping down her bra yeah. in the in the um locker room and being like, take a look at this. Yeah. <laughs> um, rewatching some of the early seasons, I really like. Christina and Izzy's relationship. Yes. I think it's very mm. realistic. And it's honestly, Christina does not look great in a lot of that. She's pretty mean to Izzy. Um, yeah. That gives us a fuller I mean, she picture. she sets her straight once. Like, Izzy's like, can you speak Chinese to her? And she's like, um, I'm Korean. No, I can't. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. So that's a lot of my beef with Izzy is just that I'm like, oh, she's just like this, <laughs> this like white girl who feels so put upon. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and, and there are ways in which like all the sexual harassment she deals with is like, oh, that is genuinely terrible. <laughs> like everyone putting her photo up Alex. around the hospital. Not everyone, Alex does that. Yes, yes. But then all the guys in the locker room are like, yeah, we're gonna try. And it's too. totally treated like a joke. Like it that really episode is. is not like resolved in any way that they would do in twenty twenty. I feel like Alex no. and Grace is like Chuck Bass and Gossip Girl. Mm-hmm. Like they're horrible and predators on the first couple episodes, and then sometimes they like redeem themselves later on in the seasons. Also, can we talk about Justin Chambers' new hair? Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, I um <laughs> um. I worry about Justin Chambers daily. I hope he's doing well. The hair 
does does leave some room for the I'm I'm pulling up a picture so you can see it. Um, it's I'm concerned. <laughs> We're watching this space. We're concerned. Um, it doesn't look like so here it is. Do we see the blonde? It's okay. Honestly, it's a listeners, crisis platinum blonde. So yeah. I think I wouldn't hate it as much, except because of the facial hair and the flag around the neck, mm-hmm. the and handkerchief, and the mustache. And there's a certain bleaching of the eyebrows. I think that doesn't like quite oh. work for him. It mm-hmm. almost looks like a drag artist uh, out mm-hmm. of drag, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, like a shaved mm-hmm. eyebrow mm-hmm. moment or something. Right. Right. Wow. They just changed. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine he's like on season fifteen of RuPaul's Drag Race. <gasps> <laughs> That's what he kind of reminds me of. Like he, like he looks like he could be an Emily in Paris or like something wow. like Devil Wears Prada. Do you know what I mean? Wow, I absolutely know what you mean. Oh God, thank you. I feel seen. Has he ever been in anything else? And do we think he'll ever feel the need to work again? Like if you're if you're just <laughs> in chambers, like tomorrow you wake up, are you going on Indeed.com well, looking for the next gig? Here's, the, here's the thing: we often forget that he was Massimo. In The Wedding Planner, starring Jennifer Lopez. Uh, he was the Italian man that her father tries to force her into a marriage Yes, that she's going to marry, but then she mm-hmm. decides to oh, fall I in love with Matthew McConaughey. So, the fact that he did anything after that, he's already <laughs> given us more than we deserve. So totally. He has five children, so he needs to keep working. Yeah, but one of them oh, is, like, man. releasing music now, and she seems to be heading down a path of uh, self-sufficiency, so... <laughs> If you're already wow. seeing music, you're in an amazing <laughs> space. And that's all I will say on that. <laughs> um, we have another question from Jackie Jorm Jump. What episode have you watched the most? Ooh. Mm. Oh, I think wow. I've rewatched the shooting episode. I was much. just about to say that. I like such a masochist. Yes. And also the Elbat. I mean, I've watched the season finale of season two so many times. I mean, <laughs> everyone's going to be mad, but nobody's going to be shocked. The musical episode, I've watched that oh, more yeah, than anything same. else. Um, I am shocked though. <laughs> I I've watched uh the April wedding scene. A oh lot. yeah. Yeah. Is that the scene where April runs off from her own wedding? Yes, mm-hmm. with yep. Matthew. And, and I Edwards, love it. TBT to Edwards. Edwards? Okay, Edwards. that is the funniest scene where he says sorry to her before he gets up. He yeah. just says sorry. And she's like, it's okay. <laughs> like, Girl, it's okay. Don't apologize. Oh, um, yeah. Edwards, I didn't like it all until her last episode was amazing. You know <laughs> the what? One with the, the girl in the fire that inspires Ben Warren to be a firefighter. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Also, yeah. her, I didn't like her storyline with like Joe, where it was like they were both trying to like convince Bailey that like Edwards wasn't, or like she, Joe was just trying to say that Edwards wasn't really sick. And Edwards, I don't even remember if she was truly it sick. Was it just was like a weird so storyline. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. I think the episode that I watched the most is the one where like Derek like makes the house for Meredith with all the lights. Oh, yeah. I'm a sucker for that kind of shit. Yeah. Like any episode where like the love is good between Meredith, yeah, the house. Or like um Slexi, you know, I, I just love Sloan and Lexi. To, I'll go I love watching compilations of Callie and Mark. I yes. Callie and Mark's friendship, friends with Benny's thing. I've never loved anything the way I love the two of them together. And that's what I'll yes. say about that. So I'm actually someone who really doesn't like Callie. Okay, wow. well, uh, I, I turns out I have to go. I, really <laughs> <laughs> I I like her a lot, but there are also times where I'm like, wow, yeah, I can't believe this. I think it was more like the way they presented her to us early on, where she was like, 
listening to like metal and like cracking <laughs> yeah. bones and they were like this is what ortho is all about and i'm like fuck this i don't believe that like i don't believe I that hearing the way that they talked about her in early seasons or oh. they were just like she's so hot she's so hot it's dirty it's and all oh this stuff i was like God, Ew, yeah. it's weird i, like, I hate it yeah, I also I, loved how her dad was the guy from Princess Diaries, mm-hmm. and then she was like, "You can't pray away the gays." Best scene. I love her storyline, and I actually liked her journey because I think it was. I rewatched the early seasons not long ago, and I was like, "Oh, it's kind of fabulous how all over the." in in this one character it's kind of fabulous how many plot lines there were because her real storyline was i don't know who i am like i'm not comfortable in my skin i'm not comfortable in my identity and like her journey of like kind of self-discovery actually really works for me i really love her doesn't she come in season two this Mm -hmm. is the most chaotic show like there's already 30 main characters and in season two they're like no but we already need more allegedly (laughs) the, the folklore of that is allegedly when she won the tony for monty python ABC called her in for a general meeting. They were like, we think you're amazing. We think you're incredible. What TV show do you want to be on? We'll tell the team to write you in. That's the folklore. And she was like, Grey's Anatomy. And they're like, we'll tell Shonda that you're coming. So oh like, my God. that's the folklore that's always existed, that these wow. ABC executives were so blown away by her in that show. And they wanted her so bad that she got to just pick what show she wanted to be on. Wow. Insane. I love that story. If it's not true, I don't want anyone to tell me otherwise. Right. I agree. I agree with that. Um, We have another question from Mike DeFrancisco. It's more of a comment. Um, (laughs) He says, I heard Meredith Grey as a euphemism for a vagina. Please explain. What? Has anyone ever heard that? Mm -mm. Absolutely never. Absolutely never. (laughs) Absolutely never. Never, never, not once. I never heard that. And um, I never I wanted to hear it. I well, does he mean like before Grey's Anatomy even started? Like people were. <laughs> no, I, I think know. he means like recently someone said it. It's also weird because they do have a word for vagina on the show, and it's the, the JJ is started on this show, right? Mm-hmm. Or popularized. Yeah. Well, yeah. What if in the world of the show they call vaginas Meredith Grey's? That would be really. <laughs> I don't. I I wish I could unhear it. Um, my answer for you, Mike, is that you were conversing with someone deeply unwell, and next time you see them, uh, avoid at any cost. That's yeah. what I would say. I almost think you might have been pranked. Mm. It was a prank. It was a prank. An elaborate. All right. Um, we have one final. I don't know if question is the right term for this, but uh, we we got a voice memo from a friend of the show, community member. Um, I'm going to let them introduce themselves, but they had something they wanted to share with you all today and to get you your fine folks uh, response to. So here we go. Hello, this is Chris Lewis, formerly a Friends panelist. Now a Grey's correspondent reporting live from the front lines of a post-season 17 world. I'm taking this time and this platform to simply beg people to stop watching Grey's Anatomy. At season 11. Starting Grey's for the first time? Great. Save yourself six plus seasons. Rewatching? Awesome. You can keep it cute, stop at 11, and then maybe watch The Good Doctor. 
if you do report back, because what is that show? Season 11 has it all. We get the justice we deserve, which is Derek dying, a full season dedicated to the maturation of Meredith Grey, and an amazing guest star from Gina Davis, which, by the way, I just rewatched A League of Their Own, and she's so good in that movie. I have some qualms about the sister Tess, or whatever her name is. Maybe that role should have been played by Madonna, but that's for another time. But Gina Davis is amazing as Dr. Nicole Herman. Thrilling. But not just Gina Davis, guys. It also has the best final image paired with monologue the show could ask for. Spoiler alert, Meredith surrounded by sisters and her people from the hospital in the home she built and cultivated, discussing how all wounds can be healed. To quote Lady Grey herself, a home is made of the people you fill it with, and people can be broken, sure. But any surgeon knows what's broken can be mended, what's hurt can be healed, that no matter how dark it gets, the sun's gonna rise again. It's not just medical drama, that's poetry, okay? Go back and watch it and tell me that's not a perfect ending for Grey's Anatomy. I know we've had a few good things since then, but nothing like that. In short, we have been robbed at the perfect ending to Grey's Anatomy because we've already seen it and the show kept going and most likely always will because of capitalism. I believe at this time, the only way to end this show is to take Krista Vernoff to the red table. Yours truly, Christopher Lewis. Yes, if this podcast doesn't include a mention of Christina's speech to Owen about how Burke took pieces from her, y'all are wrong and will also be held accountable. Bye. Wow. 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 So, panelists, uh, a lot to unpack in Chris Lewis's statement there. Thoughts, reactions, responses. Mike, that reaction is, uh, I think it's a compelling case, and I wish I had stopped at 11. (laughs) Um, Wow. Because now I feel like year after year, I'm just like, well, I have to keep watching. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I think if you watch past 11, then you have to watch till the end. Legally. Um. And also, like, when they announced that, like, there would be a season 18, I was so angry. Um, and But, like, I will keep watching. Totally. So <laughs> I really, what? I think he's right. It's a tidy ending. It I do think, work. like, now that we've made it through season 17, like, I think we deserve to see the post-COVID world. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm excited to see it open back up. Because, like, I feel like we all had a really rough year outside of TV land. And, mm-hmm. like for that to be transferred to Grey's, which I'm really glad they did because it can't be a medical show and just ignore the a pandemic. But I feel like we do deserve like one more season where things do kind of get wrapped up a little bit more nicely. Um, I love that Karev idea that he comes back and or Izzy comes back and mm-hmm. she's like, what the fuck? We can take a million different points, which would have been, you know, terrific places to end the show. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think season 11 is not the first and it's not the last of those points. Mm-hmm. But that's not like quite what Grey's is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's it's just not what the no. ethos of Grey's is where you pick a point to end it. It's like it's <laughs> it's basically just a lifestyle now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's and, not a show. It's the way we live. Yeah. Uh, I, I do think that would be so cool if like that ending on Derek's death. But then I would of course be like, I wanna see, you know, what happens after Derek's death. You know what I would have been right. like, I wanna see Martin on her own. But what, also, what about Riggs? Uh, exactly. <laughs> we would have never had Riggs. We would have never had known that we never had Riggs. We would have never had a guest star from Ted Mosby on a date on a blind date with Meredith. <laughs> we would have never had Scott Speedman. 
I mean, they're never supposed to be Shotzi Bin. Also, not for nothing, if it ended at season 11, we would have never met my two favorite characters, season 13, Jail Girl and Aunt Opal. <laughs> there's, Aunt so, Opal. there's been so many gifts. Listen, Grey's Anatomy, much like it's set, is a toxic relationship with its fans. Do we get hurt every time we watch? Yeah. But do they also build us back up and make us love again? They sure do. And so... I'm on the journey and I disagree, Chris. I hope this show goes for 20 more seasons. And I hope that, you know, Zola is running the hospital. <laughs> and I never want to live in a world where Grey's Anatomy goes off the air. And that's my truth. Right. However, I do okay. agree that Christopher Vernoff should be taken to the red table. Oh, absolutely. Totally. I do. Th- totally. That's <laughs> absolutely unquestionable. In jail. I- <laughs> and straight Break after with a bailiff there a bailiff is at the red table and then takes him off the jail <laughs> right after <laughs> um but wait you know one more thing was like oh you know so the kids they need to have meredith sit down mm-hmm. look to camera and say these are my children these are their ages <laughs> you know you might not remember not much was made of when they were born except for that one episode but like these are them I, they're still in my life today my kids are still in my life today because it's so unclear they're it's always like maggie and amelia like in the kitchen and then like they look look in the living room there's like a couple kids like in a tent in the living room and it's like what is the deal here i also think that the kids are kind of like I don't mean to be the kids are not my favorite act, child actors I've ever no, seen. No, no, they, the kids no. are never. They're, they're adorable are. people, and I don't think they can deliver. Look, a line. I, also, yeah. I think that the shows can't write for kids. Yes, they can't. It can't write for kids. Can't write for drunk people. Yeah, mm-hmm. I briefly worked in children talent management. There okay. are better children out there. Okay, yeah. wow, they're out. Lauren there. is repping them. Yeah. Listen, I were I was briefly an assistant to a child manager, and one of my jobs was to help the kids with their self tapes. There are kids who could pull this material off; they just didn't find them. Yeah, they yeah. really must not have looked even that hard. I ass- LA kids are different. I assume these are kids of crew members that were just available that day. <laughs> also, I don't know why this bugs me, but they named the. I'm a link baby scout Derek and I think that Bailey's name is also Derek I don't know it just the child Bailey not Miranda mm-hmm. Bailey yeah I don't know I was just uh, like would you really do that but also, it's like uh, only I remember what the names of the kids are like the writers don't know <laughs> Derek is also a really bad middle name <laughs> it's hard it's a hard yeah. middle name yeah 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 uh, um oh yeah what did you guys think about Amelia and Link uh for Pat, the Link finally proposes and Amelia says no. <laughs> it's like, okay, sure. I, or, <laughs> I, if, you, if you would ask me, if that has that happened already? I would have been like, oh, probably. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or, or I could have believed, you could have told it to me that they have been married for a couple seasons. You know what I mean? Yeah. I assume, <laughs> I assume we did this because now they're going to walk back their choice to make Link and Joe just friends and they're going to yes, put them yes. in a relationship together. Yes. Yes. But Link uses the kids in mm-hmm. the proposal. And so the kids which <laughs> they watch this the rejection on the beach. It. They participate in oh. it even. Oh. <laughs> They're oh. each holding a ring. Oh my the children god. can choose her ring. The children have borne witness to a lot of trauma. Yeah. Yes. Um, and this is the worst. Yeah. And like when remember Link and Meredith dated? Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, how are they like? This man. 
who briefly dated our mom oh, yeah. just proposed to our aunt. And our Is Meredith, I feel like she'll be single forever now. I feel well, like no one can live up to Derek. They can't decide if they want her to be with McWhitter or not. And they should just. No, I don't like him. Well, oh. they should just let me have him. I love him. He's just um, so clearly invented to be someone who maybe will like enough to have them end up with Meredith. You know what I mean? Like, yes, no, it's yeah. he's so empty. He's so not yeah. even a human being. With- they just keep changing their mind because for a minute they were like, oh, maybe we'll send Joe and him together. But then Ellen's like, no, I'll do another season. And now they're like, OK, let's back this track up. Like they just keep changing their minds. I feel bad for him. I wonder if Sandra O knows that her character still exists via text. (laughs) I'm sure she does. I bet she hates it. Yeah. I think she's probably like, please don't reference Christina yet. I think she probably gets texts from Ellen and Christina's like, or Sandra O's probably like, who is this? Like, what is this number? What do you keep sending me? It's like the way that sometimes when I'm watching Grey's Anatomy, I will record it on uh, my Instagram story. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And be like, wow, this scene. And I bet someone is doing that and sending it to Sandra O. Oh, mm-hmm. And being like, look, you texted. <laughs> and she's like, god damn it. God damn it. I, I that. hope that she and Ellen are still friends. I understand if she's not friends with the rest of them. But like, I I think there's a, I think Sandra has no, I think there's like a healthy respect there. I assume that Ellen is always the one texting Sandra. And Sandra's just like, mm. cool, 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 cool. <laughs> like. I don't like know. agreeable, but not. Well, it yeah, it's weird because they were the two leads of the show, and like Ma- Ellen is still doing the show, and Sandra O oh is like moved on in yeah. this way to become like so big. It's just yeah. it must feel strange. I've never seen. I don't know. Maybe some of you in your sleuthing have seen this, but in my internet sleuthing, it doesn't seem like Sandra ever hangs out with them, and like Ellen hangs with some people like ellen and justin hang like they're friends um well i think we're uh, we're wrapping up so any final thoughts from everybody about final feelings about this beautiful season uh this hard season uh, last last thoughts before we say goodbye in terms of final thoughts i'm just like proud of myself there were so many times i thought i wasn't going to get through the season and mm-hmm. now that I I'm not there yet but I'm close and mm-hmm. I can tell I'm going to get there yeah and it's just so crazy how there's been so many seasons throughout my life where I thought I'm not gonna be able to watch this season of Grey's yeah and it just always seems to work out and so I'm just feeling really grateful today I'm so grateful for you. And, you know, Pat, you've been a constant source of support since the moment I found out you were a stan um first on Twitter then in Facebook groups, the the support I have felt to continue in this fandom from you has really kept me on a path. Totally. I'm so glad. Yeah. That's why I do it. That's why I do it. That's why I do a lot of the things I do. Wow. Uh, Maritza, Christina, any final thoughts from you all? I just can't wait for more. More, more, more. More, more, more. Well, folks, uh, we'll be, uh, you know, let us know what you thought about season 17, how you feel about season 18. And, you know, we're going to be doing these wellness checks on and off uh, for as long as Grey's Anatomy is on the air and probably years after it finally ends, because (laughs) it will take uh, 10 lifetimes to unpack all of the complicated, nuanced feelings we have about this rich, rich art. Oh, thank you, Stan Stans. Grace forever. Grace forever. <laughs> Grace forever. Bye. Bye. Bye.
together. together.